way where the soul never dies my darkest night will turn to day where the soul never dies no sad farewells no tear dim dies where all is love and the soul never dies a rose is blooming there for me where the soul never dies and I will spend eternity where the soul never dies no sad farewells no tear dim dies where all is love and the soul never dies I'm on my way to that fair land where the soul never dies where there will be no parting hand and the soul never dies no sad farewells no tear in dies where Sing number 810, and then we'll have our opening prayer. 810. Let's sing. How do you explain? How do you describe A love that goes from east to west And runs as deep as it is wide you know all our hopes, Lord, you know all our fears, and words cannot express the love we feel, but we long for you to hear. So listen to our heart, hear our spirit sing, a song of praise that flows. From those you have redeemed We will use the words we know To tell you what an awesome God you are But words are not enough To tell you of our love So listen to our heart If words could fall like rain From these lips of mine and if I had a thousand years, Lord, I would still run out of time. If you listen to my heart, every beat will say, Thank you for the life, thank you for the truth, and thank you for the way. So listen to our heart. spirit sing 
a song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our heart. So listen to our heart. Hear our spirit sing a song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell. But words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our hearts. Let's pray. Before I leave some prayer, I'd just like to say something up. I counted 39 people in that group that sung to us a while ago. Uh, I thought about a verse of Scripture in Revelation 5:11, where it talks about angels singing in heaven. 10,000 times 10,000 times thousands of thousands. Can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? Amen. And that's just the angels. That's not counting all the Christians going to be there. Let's pray. Our Holy Father in heaven... Thou who commanded and it was done. Thou who created the heavens and all the earth and everything therein. We bow before thy presence. Father, we pray that when we blend our voices together in song, it's pleasing thee as we offer this prayer to you and everything we do in our service might be those things that would be pleasing thy sight. Father, we are so thankful for the giving of your Son, Jesus, on Calvary's cross for our sins. And Father, we are so thankful for this church here that we can be a part of and the church throughout the world. And we pray you'd bless us in every effort to do your will here in this community and, and throughout the world. Father, we are so thankful for the little pieces of heaven that you let us enjoy while we're here on this earth to make us long for that time that we can be with you, for the fellowship that we have one another with fellow Christians, for the singing that we was able to hear today. Makes us just want to be closer to you and makes us want to be in heaven with you someday. Father, we pray for the ones who are sick in our congregations, the ones who are going through very trying times with health issues, the ones who are in the hospitals, and we pray that you'd be with the ones who are waiting on them, the doctors and nurses, their loved ones, and we pray you'd especially bless them at this time if it be according to thy will. Father, we're so thankful for the salvation of our sins, and we know that sin is the only thing that can keep us out of heaven. And we pray, Father, you remove it as we'd be willing to confess it before you and repent of it, and do those things in your word to be pleasing to thee. 
Thank you for every blessing in life, and thank you for today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would, Mark number 909, that'll be our song of encouragement. 909. And then before Jim comes and speaks to us, let's sing number 96. And let's all stand together. 96 was one of those that had been mentioned and requested that we hadn't done yet today. It's a beautiful song. Let's sing. You are beautiful beyond description To marvelous for words To wonderful for comprehension like nothing ever seen or heard who can grasp your infinite wisdom who can fathom the depths of your love you are beautiful beyond description majesty enthroned above and I stand I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you. Holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand in awe of you. And I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you, holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand in awe of you. Amen. Be seated, please. Well, it's been a great day, and I just don't want to do anything to mess it up. Amen? We had some people that visited this morning, and they were going out the back door. It was that guy that was real tall, that seven-foot guy we had. And I said, I said, man, you'll be able to eat in 15 minutes, and then you can just go. You're going to have to go somewhere to eat anyways. We'll save you all that money. So I noticed he was talking to Buddy Rinks, one of the last persons to leave, and then they, they heard you all were singing, and they stayed here for that. But he did leave before he had to listen to me. <laughs> but but they, they came, they enjoyed the fellowship. They were just visiting here, just happened to be here today. And uh, they enjoyed a wonderful time. I, I want to thank a few people before I begin. I want to thank Wes for one thing. This was Wes's idea. Wes did almost, I mean, all of, most of the planning for it, the ideas for it. He just did a, he did a marvelous job, and I want to thank him for that. He had some great ideas, and you've seen those throughout, uh, throughout this day. So if you appreciate this day, I want you to make sure and thank Wes for that. Of course, everybody helped. You thank everybody in the office. You can't say enough for all the things that Howard does and Debbie and then Dustin and, uh, you know, under, under the, and Ann, all the duress of uh, having a, going to have a baby and then trying to find out whether you're going to have a pink or blue party. It's been a tough week on Dustin. That's the first five-year-old girl that's going to be bow hunting 
um, you know, and we'll know how to use a duck call and all that. So it's good. We're 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 looking forward to that. Um, also, I want to thank the ladies who helped in this committee, um, Myra and Vicky and Kathy and Denise and Pat. So if you liked everything, that all the things that were put up and everything, you tell them how you liked it. If you didn't like it, take it to them and leave us alone. But anyways, it, it's been a great day, and I want to thank you uh, so much for being here. Now if I can remember what I did with I had to read. I want to talk about home just a few seconds and then leave because this was Wes's theme about home. And, uh, you know, home is a beautiful concept in your mind. Sometimes you go home and you find out, like when you go to college, you leave home, it's never the same in some ways again. But it's a beautiful concept. And it's a concept that the Bible deals with throughout. You know, I'm just thinking, you know, when you start the Gospel of Luke, you read about Jesus traveling with his family and going around Jerusalem and how they lose him and how they're angry. And you, you see all the resilience of their family and how they deal with it. And you see the religious awareness of Jesus. What's that about, y'all? That's about home. That's about family. Jesus grew up in that kind of family. And when Jesus left this earth, he had some family members that were skeptical of him, but two of his brothers ended up writing the books reread in the New Testament. It's about family. It's about home. Um, T.S. Eliot is the one who said that home is where one starts from. Plenty of the elders said home is where the heart is. Robert Frost said home is a place where when you have to go there, they have to take you in. I like that's one of my favorite ones. Um, George Moore said a man travels the world in search of what he needs and returns home to find it. Amen. Um, Laura Wilder said home is the nicest word there is. That tells you something about her home, doesn't it? Bill Cosby said... Human beings are the only creatures on earth that allow their children to come back home. I thought, boy, that's, about, that's right, isn't it? And then Christian Morganson said, home is not where you live, but it's where they understand you. And a lot of the things that Wes talked about this morning mirrored that. Of course, Benjamin Franklin made the statement that a house is not a home unless it contains food and fire for the mind as well as for the body. And so home is so many things. Well, Jesus started out at home, went to Jerusalem. You read later that in Luke chapter 4 that when Jesus preaches one of the beginning of his ministry, he goes back to Capernaum. That's home. And he announces there to everyone's surprise that passage from Isaiah that he was fulfilling of it. Jesus adored his family, he loved his home, he wanted them to be believers, and he went home. And then I think about in Luke chapter 8, when Jesus cast the demons out of the man who had so many. It says uh, in verse 37 of Luke 8, it says, Then when all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him to depart for them, for they were seized with great fear, so he got into the boat and returned. But the man with whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. And he went away proclaiming throughout this whole city how much Jesus had done for him. You know, it's funny, isn't it, that probably this man, as he was controlled by the demons, longing for peace, going through the tombs at night, cutting himself with rocks and things like that, a man that could not be bound, probably in moments when he was at himself, the one thing he wanted to do, the only thing he wanted to do, is to go home. 
And when Jesus came, he decided that his home would be with Jesus. But Jesus said, no, you need to go back home. And mainly, there's a whole sermon there. Mainly because you can go home. Mainly because you have me. And you really need to go back home now. And mainly because of the people that you know at home. And the difference sometime later in your life that you might be able to make in their life. Some great thoughts there. But you know, when Jesus left this earth, the disciples were very concerned. I mean, it was Thomas, the one who didn't believe in him, the one was, you know, when Jesus said, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. Jesus has said, I'm, I'm going to prepare you a home. That where I am, there you may be also. And you know where I'm going and you know the way. And it, remember, it was Thomas that said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. To the apostles of Jesus Christ and to us, or those of us who believe in him, Jesus is our home. That's where we belong. Notice what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning verse 6. Paul said, For I am already on the point of being sacrificed, the time for my departure has come. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will, uh, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved disappearing. The greatest thing about Christians is they're the only ones they're going to get to go home. Amen. Amen. And that's where we want to be. If you've been away from Jesus and it's time for you to come home today, we had three precious souls come this morning. Prayers, encouragement, family, being at home. If you need to come home to the Lord today, won't you come while we stand, while we sing together.
Well, we have uh, two of our members who have responded. Anne comes forward this morning. You all know the two major surgeries that she's been through in the last year. And she just wants to ask you to continue to pray for her. She had another procedure done the other day. Lord willing, she's going to be trying to come back to work very soon. And she just wants you to continue to pray for her, that God will bless her, strengthen her body, and allow her to do the things that she wants to do in serving the church. And she's been a wonderful servant. A lot of souls have been, uh, have been saved just because of the kind and considerate way that the people that have worked in the offices here have reached out to those who are lost. Most of you don't know, I think Ann called every person whose name was turned in to invite them to be here. And uh, definitely, we, we love Ann a whole lot. Uh, Jacob Broach has come this morning, and he's just confessed. He says it's for the, one of the first times in his adult life he has an opportunity to actually have a home. And he knows that the devil threatens him at every turn. His wife was baptized a few weeks ago. He, he sat here and he talked about all the people that he's trying to bring to Christ and he's trying to be an example for. And he, he, he doesn't want to be overcome by the devil. And he just asked that we would pray for him and pray for his faithfulness. And so appreciate these two hearts that have come and the five that have come today. And let's, let's have a word of prayer. Dear God, Lord, we just thank You for being our God. We thank You for caring for the physical problems that we face. We thank You for caring, caring for the emotional struggles that we have. Lord, we, we thank You for standing beside us in a, in a spiritual fight for our, for our soul. And Lord, Lord, we thank You for these souls that have responded. We thank You for their humility. We thank You for their willingness to take their cares and their concerns, to take their burdens, and to confess that they cannot overcome them alone. To be willing to confess that they need Your hand in their life. To be willing to confess a great desire for this church to stand with them. And Lord, we, we ask that You would be with Anne. Lord, You know the so many struggles that Anne has had over the last, over the last few months and years of her life. And Lord, You know the things that she needs and the things that needs to happen in her life to enable her to continue to serve You in, in the way that she wants more than anything else to do. Lord, bless her with strength and bless her with the wisdom that, that only You can bring. Lord, we thank You for Jacob and for his heart. We thank You for his desire to be here today. Lord, we ask that You would protect him. We ask You would give him the strength to overcome the challenges in his life, the challenges to his faith, and the challenges to his family. Lord, we ask You would help him to, to find work. We ask You would help him to grow, to be one of the great spiritual men and leaders of, of this church and this community. And Lord, we know that You can do that to, to, in his life, and You can do that in the lives of everyone here today if we will allow You. Lord, be with us. Help us to humble ourselves so that one day You might exalt us and we might be together with You in heaven above. Lord, we ask You to be with us. Help us to be Your city on a hill. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We'll have one more, one more song if you want to stand for that, and then we'll be dismissed in prayer. I want to say thank you to everyone who's done so much, especially to Chuck. Even Miss Betty likes you more than me. The, uh, it'll be okay. This world is not my own.